the Hollywood Radio Theater. and Catherine Beaumont in Peter Pan with John Carradine. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Irving Cummings. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight I want you to go with me to Never Never Land. Because we're going to tell you one of the most enchanting stories of all time. Peter Pan. Peter Pan was created by the great playwright, James M. Barry. It was our own Walt Disney who brought Peter and his charming little friends to the screens for everyone to enjoy. And as our stars from the original cast, we have those two talented youngsters, Bobby Bisco and Catherine Beaumont. We also will present John Carradine, a fine actor, whom I had the pleasure of directing in one of his first pictures. Now, Peter Pan, starring Bobby Bisco as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook. Because there are children here who believe in him. There's Wendy, the eldest, and John in the middle, and Michael the little. For the boys, Peter Pan is a hero of all their nursery games, while Wendy not only believes in Peter, but is the supreme authority on all his marvelous adventures. Now, anyone who believes in Peter Pan also believes in his arch enemy, the notorious, cowardly pirate, Captain Hook. Captain Hook, you know, is very aptly named. A crocodile once devoured his hand, and in its place, he wears an iron hook where his right hand used to be. Uh, Pardon me. Not his right hand, sir. His left hand. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, to be sure. Her left hand. Thank you, Wendy. Not at all. Anyway, the boys, John and Michael, like nothing better than to play at being Peter Pan and Captain Hook. For example, just listen to them. Bless you, Peter Pan. Take that and You'll never leave my ship alive. Oh, yes, I will. I'll come to you in, Captain Hook. Excellent boy. I'll you too, Jill. Back to you, Frank. Your last night in the nursery. Yes, and you too, Nana. Out you go, out, out, I say. Oh, boy, 
There will be no more dogs for nurse maids in this house. Come along, Nana. We have a very comfortable dog house in the garden, and there you will stay. Goodbye, Nana. Poor <laughs> Nana. Poor Nana. Poor Nana. Poor Nana. What about poor father? Yes, poor Nana. Don't look at me like that. It's nothing personal. It's just that, well, you're not really a nurse at all, you know. You're, you're well, you're a dog. And my children are not puppies. They're people. And sooner or later, people have to grow up. There now. Keep well, Nana. See you in the morning. A few moments later, Mr. and Mrs. Darling were on their way to their party. George, do you think the children will be safe up there without Nana? Safe? Of course they'll be safe. But Wendy said something about a shadow. No, what shadow? Peter Pan's. Wendy says she found his shadow. Oh, Peter Pan. Peter Pan? You don't say. Good gracious, whatever shall we do? That's it. Sound the alarm. Call Scotland Yard. Oh, Mary, of all the impossible fiddle saddles, Peter Pan in Now, had Mr. Darling turned to look, he would have seen two visitors there in the moonlight, high on the roof. One of them looks very much like a boy. Which is only that, though, since he is a boy. None other than Peter Pan. But he'd have had to look more closely to see his companion. A very tiny companion, no larger than, well, the Jephina. But she's a pixie. A very pretty, saucy little pixie. Her name is Tinkerbell. Now, Tinkerbell never talks, never says a word. She has a special language, all her own. And it sounds nothing like this. I told you, Tink. We had to fly down here to find my shadow. And just as soon as we find it, we'll fly back to Never Never Land. Where's the window? You ready? Here we go. All right, Tink. Now search the room. You look there, and I'll look over here. Just help me find my shadow. It was Tinkerbell who found it, lying in the top drawer of the dresser, just where Wendy had left it. Well, all I have to do now is throw my shadow back on. Then we can go to... Girl, you're supposed to be asleep. But you woke me up. And you found your shadow. Oh, I do hope he isn't rumpled. You know, Peter? You look exactly the way I thought you would. Oh, a little taller, perhaps. Look at that. Oh, Peter. What in the world are you trying to do? Well, I'm putting my shadow on, of course. With soap? Oh, you can't stick a shadow on with soap. It needs to be thrown on with needle and thread. You sure? Uh, well, no. But I think so. Now, I'll find my stone beauty. Stick it on in no time. Of course, I knew it was your shadow the minute I saw it. And I said to myself, I said, I'll put it away to Peter Pan until he comes back. Oh, he's sure to come back, I said. And you did, didn't you, Peter? Oh. But what I don't understand is, it, Peter, how can I sew your shadow on if you keep flying around the room? Girls talk too much. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, my name is Wendy. Wendy, Morda, and... Wendy's enough. Oh. Now, how did Nana get your shadow in the first place? She jumped at me the other night. Over there at the windowsill. But what were you doing on the windowsill? I came to listen to your stories, of course. My stories? Oh, they're all about you. That's why I like them. I count the lost boys. The lost boys? Oh, I remember. They're your helpers. Oh, I'm so glad you came back. I might never have seen you. Why not? Oh, because I have to grow up starting tomorrow. Grow up? But that means no more stories. Not even one. No, I won't have it. Come on. Come on? But where? Back where I come from. Never Neverland. Never Neverland? You'll never grow up there. Oh, Peter, it would be so wonderful. Oh, but what would Mother say? Mother? What's Mother? I, you don't know what Mother is? Oh, Mother's someone who, who loves you and cares for you. 
And tell you stories? Good. Now, come on to the window. And when I tell you, please don't. No, no, just a minute. I, I have to pack some clothes and even milk and... Oh, I'm so happy. I, I think I'll give you a kiss. Be quiet, Tinkerbell. What's a kiss? Well, uh, uh, a kiss is... Uh, just stand still and I'll show you. Oh! Oh, what is it? It's in my hair. Oh, it's in my hair. Hank. Hank, now stop it. Oh, what in the world? Tinkerbell, I don't know what got into her. Well, all I was going to do was give you a... Oh. Oh, I see. She certainly got mad about something. Dear me! Michael, wake up! Look! Dear, we've wakened my brothers. And my name's John. How do you do? And look, John, a firefly. Oh, no, Michael, not a firefly. A pixie. <laughs> she says you're a big, ugly girl. Amazing. Simply amazing. Well, come on, Wendy, let's go. Where are we going? To Never Neverland. Never Neverland? Mm, Jesus taking us. Oh, but, but of course. Oh, I couldn't go without Michael and John. Captain Hook is in Neverland, is he not? I should like very much to cross swords with a real buccaneer. Yeah, all so pirates, too. Well, all right. But you'll have to take orders. But, but how do we get to Netherland? How? Why, we fly, of course. Oh, but we can't fly. Of course you can. It's easy. All you do is... Is, uh... Gee, that's funny. What's the matter? Don't you know it? Oh, sure. It's, it's just that I never thought about it before. Let's see. That's it. You think of a wonderful thought. Any happy little thought? Uh-huh. Like toys of Christmas? Sleigh bells? Snow? Yep. Watch me now. Here I go. It's easier than power. It can fly. It can fly. It can fly. Now you try. I'll think of a mammy's lagoon. Oh, underneath a magic moon. I'll think I'm in a pirate's cave. I think I'll be an angel cave. Now everybody try. One, two, three. We can fly. We can fly. We can fly. Won't do. What's the matter with you? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Dust? Yup, just a little bit of pixie dust. All right, Tink, get her some pixie dust. You should say not. Well, I say you shall. It's an order. Yes, Oh, look, I Now, think of the happiest thing. It's the same as having wings. Let's all try it just once more. Look, we're rising off the floor. Thank you. 
know, the world is in pretty good shape when people try to outdo each other in doing things for others. <laughs> if that sounds a little confused, uh, let me tell you what I mean. In Tokyo, two of the commanding general's honor guard platoons each adopted an orphanage. They sent work parties to repair roofs, walls, ceilings, windows, and floors to fix the plumbing and renew kitchen and heating facilities. Intense rivalry developed between the units as to which could do the most. Each platoon solicited money at its pay tables. They bought bolts of cloth and had warm clothes made for their protégés. It's the kind of game, the kind of a rivalry that we like to hear about, because it's one in which everybody wins. And such acts by you and your friends today are shaping our world of tomorrow. Now, our producer, Mr. Cummings. Act two of Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook and Bill Thompson as Smee. Never, never land. 
We ought to be sending to business, Captain. Like sinking ships and shooting gullets. I've told you a hundred times. We don't lift anchor to let wretched Peter Pan hang from the yard off. Captain, look. It's him. It's Peter Pan. Peter Pan! Oh!
found Michael and the Lost Boys were out searching for Indians, Peter Pan took Wendy to Mermaid Lagoon, and it was there, where the lagoon flowed out to the river, and the river flowed out to the sea, that Peter Pan suddenly saw a dreadful sight. Peter, what is it? Out there, out there on the river. Rainbow? Mrs. Smee at the oars. And they got the hook. Wendy, look. They've got Tiger Lily. Captain Hook has captured the Indian princess. Oh, poor Tiger Lily. They're heading for Skull Rock. Come on, Wendy. I've got a favor. Yes, Hook has captured the Indian princess. But what are the boys? What are Michael and John and the lost boys who also were trying to capture some Indians? Now, they found the Indians all right. Only something went wrong. Much of it is made the Indians captured this. Just exactly what do you think you are 
putting it back like you said, Captain. I said nothing of the force. Oh, but look at the Captain. I take the princess back to her people, understand? I, I do. And one thing more. When you return to the ship, tell the crew to help themselves. Me very best. And me very best. Look at it out. Look at it out. Now, give me take your voice, will you? Watch this, Wendy. Give it to him, Captain. Cleave him to the brick. Throw your weapon, Pan. At last, we meet on even terms. Ah, oh, but you've no room, Captain. You're at a disadvantage. I can stand or fly about, but you, one false step and you plunge into the sea. I'll get you, Pam. I'll skewer your liver at the tip of me. Ah! Captain, look! Mercy, just look at you. What a pity, Mr. Smith. Hanging from a rock with only a foot to keep him from falling. I'll get you for this, Pam, if it's the last thing I do. You pushed me off. That's what you did. Look at him, Wendy. A codfish hanging by a hook. I say, Captain, do you hear something? Why, bless me, we have a visitor. Captain, Captain, he's coming up below you. The crocodile. He's snapping at your bridge. No. No. Good afternoon, Mr. Crocodile. And do you like codfish? You do? Good. Save me, please. Save me. Oh, this dreadful, cruel boy. I'm not going to push you off, but I can't save you either. You see, Captain, that rock you're hanging from is about to give way. Ah! Swim for it, Captain. Swim. Coming after me! It's just me! It's just me! Oh, it was a sight to behold. Captain Hook swimming for his life and the hungry crocodile lunging after him through the boiling water, snapping and grinning, hopefully. But reached his ship he did, scrambling up the anchor chain just as the crocodile's jaws crashed behind him. And from the shore came Peter Pan's talking cry of victory. Peter was too busy to listen to the ravings of the frustrated pilot, but he and Wendy now were bringing the Indian princess back to her grateful father. What of Captain Hook? Had he learned his lesson at last? Well, if anyone thinks so, they simply don't know very much about Captain Hook. Oh, that boy. That wicked, wicked boy. <clears throat> Making a fool of me again. Me, you bothering imbecile. Where's the musket pop, Where's the football? They're coming, sir, coming. And that's not all I'm bringing you, sir. I've got news from the island. Uh, oh, dear me, uh, all those nasty germs. What news from the island? Well, just between us, Captain, there's trouble brewing. Woman trouble. Now, I wouldn't want this to go any further, but the cook told me that the first mate told him that he heard that Pan has gone and banished Tinkerbell. That's the Richard speed. What do I care what the cook said to did you say Pan has banished Tinkerbell? Aye, aye, Captain. Yes, he has. But why? Well, on account of Wendy, Captain. He tried to do her in, she did. Cook's terrible jealous. That's it, me. That's it. Oh, this wonderful news that showed me vapors. Why, a jealous female can be tricked into anything. All we have to do is convince Tinkerbell that we're eager to help her, and the little winds will chart our course straight to Pan's hiding place. Mr. Smith, take the long boat and go ashore. But if it's all a thing to you, Captain, I'll stay on board and play Quidditch with the cook. Never eat you, Smith. You'll find Tinkerbell and bring her to me, understand? <laughs> Do you see you? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, bless you, Miss. <laughs> Poor Tinkerbell. Banished by Peter Pan, alone, dejected, he's easily captured by this Smith. And now, back on the pirate ship. A ghost. 
My dear Miss Bell, I have invited you aboard the ship to chat with a mutual friend, that dear lad, Peter Pan. Ah, Mr. Smith, what lovely news. What truth. What feeling. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Miss Bell, I want to tell Peter. I want you to tell him that I bear him no ill feeling. Oh, Pan has his faults, to be sure. And bringing that Wendy to the island, for instance. Dangerous business, that. Why, Dame Rumor has it that already she has come between you and Peter. What this? Yes, Miss Bell. Ah, then it is true. Let this be a lesson to you, Mr. Smee. Ah, the way of a man with a maid taking the best years of her life and then casting her aside like, like an old drop. It's a human sign, that's what it is. Ah, but we mustn't judge Peter too harshly, my dear. It's that Wendy who's to blame. But we've no choice. We must save the lad from himself. A very good question, ma'am. But how indeed? You see, when the tanker come tomorrow, we sail away. That's it, me. We'll Shanghai Wendy. Oh, Billy, sir. Simply Billy. Take her to sea with us. With Wendy gone, Peter will soon forget this. Mad infatuation. Me, we must go ashore at once. Surround Pan Paul. Oh, but Captain, you don't know where Pan lives. Great stop. He is a mind like a steel trap. What's that, my dear? You can tell. One enters the tree, climbs down below the ground, and ventures to a cave. Finger or a hook on Peter Pan. You us me, we found him at last. Listen to the little dear. She wants to go back to the island. <laughs> Miss Bell, you've been most helpful. But the only place you're going is, is in this planter. A pretty little prison for a pretty little pixie. Come along, Speed. Peter Pan's me prisoner this night, or I'm not Captain Hook. Oh, oh, a
curtain rises on Act Three of Peter Pan, starring Bobby Driscoll as Peter and Catherine Beaumont as Wendy, with John Carradine as Captain Hook and Bill Thompson as Smee. Well, it's now late at night. On one side of the island of Never Never Land, Captain Hook, Mr. Smee, and the pirates sneak stealthily ashore toward Hangman's Tree and Peter Pan's home. The children have just returned there from the Indian and Captain. And Wendy's having a little difficulty getting her younger brothers to go to sleep. Now, I just want to have to tell you again. Take off the ball piece and feathers and get ready for bed. Really, Wendy. There are times when you try my patience. Nice. Me and Brave. Brave's no sleep. All for days without sleep. But, boys, we're going home in the morning. Home? The idea is ridiculous. Oh, Wendy, we don't want to go home. Well, you can't stay. You need a mother. We all do. Aren't you our mother, Wendy? Why, Michael, of course not. Surely you haven't forgotten our real mother. Did she have silky ears and wear a fur coat? Oh, no, Michael. That was Nana the dog. I think I had a mother once. You did, honey? Oh, you might. I forget. I had a white rat. That's no mother. Now, if you'd all be quiet, I'd try to tell you what a mother is. Well, a mother, a real mother, is the most wonderful person in the world. She's the angel voice that bids you good night. Kisses your cheeks, whispers, sleep tight. Your mother and mine. Your mother and mine. The helping hand that guides you along. Whether you're right, whether you're wrong. Captain Hook and the pirates have reached the tree. And it's only fair to say that two or three of them, hearing Wendy's song, brush bitter tears from bloodshot eyes. Then through the tunnel, up the steps, and out the hollow trunk of Hangman's tree. And there, surrounding them, is Captain Hook and his wretched crew. Away with the men! Take them back to my ship! And now, Mr. Smith, 
You take care of Master Pat. He's still down there, Captain. I heard it. The bomb, Mr. Smith. All I have to do now is lower this box containing the bomb down the hollow tree. There we are. Uh, uh, Captain, wouldn't it be more humane like just a slip and spell it? That it would, Mr. Smith. But I've given me work to think a bell not to lay a finger or a hook on Peter Pat. <laughs> and Captain Hook never breaks a promise. Come now, back to the ship. And now, Mr. C, I shall interview the three young ones from Bloomsbury Street. Well, young masters and miss. You've had me proposition. Either you join the crew or walk the pipe. Oh, no, we won't. Peter Pan will save us. Did you hear that, Mr. C? Pan will save us. <laughs> what's so funny. Then allow me to tell you, dear lady, I left a place for Pan. A sort of surprise package, you might say. <laughs> package, to be sure. Why, I can see our little friend at this very moment. Reading the tender inscription that I wrote upon the box. To Peter with love from Wendy. Do not open until six o'clock. What time is it, Mr. Smith? <laughs> Twenty seconds from six. <laughs> Could he but see within the package, Miss Wendy, he would find an ingenious little device. So delicately set that when the hands of the clock reach six, Peter Pan will be blasted out of Never Never Land forever. The bomb. Oh, no. Fourteen seconds. Thirteen seconds. Twelve. Yes. yes, Captain Hook's triumph is at hand. Is there nothing or no one remaining to thwart this evil man? Ah, but Chris, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, the little pixie, unknown to Captain Hook, Tinkerbell has escaped, and she's flown from the ship swiftly to Peter Pan. Oh, hi, Jack. Hey, I thought I'd banished you. Take a look at this box. Wendy left it for me. Give it to you? Now stop that. Let go of it. What's the matter with you? Bomb? Captain Hook. Don't be silly. How could Captain Hook... Look, it's smoking. It is a bomb. Stand back, Dick. I'll throw it out of the cave. <laughs> And so, part of the worthy opponent, Mr. C, kindly remove your hat. Amen. <laughs> and now, Miss Wendy and gentlemen, which will it be? The pen or the plant? Captain Hook, my brothers and I will never join your crew. As you wish. All right, the pills right. Off the plant they go. <laughs> you may start, Miss Wendy. Ladies first, you know. Good- goodbye, boy. Goodbye, Wendy. Be brave, won't you? I shall strive to, Wendy. Well, she walked the plank, did she not? Straight to the end, and then she jumped. Then, where's the splash? A second, and no splash. Not a stone. Not a blooming ripple. Well, go to the rail and look. And no splash. 
the ropes that bound the lost boy together, and as they swarmed across the deck, passing the fire, Peter engaged the master fiend himself. Don't take For what you've done to Wendy and to her brother, to say nothing of the lost boys in Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell? She saved my life. Thank you, And she means more to me than anyone in the world. So take that, and that, and that. No mere boy, I think. Your steel will never touch me. You forget her. I can fly. They're flying, devil. They fly, coward. Coward? Me? You wouldn't dare engage me, man to man. You fly away like a cowardly sparrow. Nobody calls Tan a coward and lives. I'll fight you man to man. And with one hand behind my back. Cross your heart, you won't fly. No, no. It's a I give you my word. Then let's have a hit. Insolent youth, prepare to die. And they parried on the yard, and then, pressing his opponent to the rail, Pan at long last touched his steel to the scrawny throat of Captain Hook. Yeah! Uh, you wouldn't, lad. You wouldn't do in old Hook now, would you? I told you before. Say your prayers. Uh, I'll go away forever. And don't look for help from your crew. They've already deserted you. They left this ship in the longboat. Oh, it's a sad day for piracy and crime. Sad, sad boy. I'll do anything you say. Well, all right then. I'll spare you on this one condition. If you say you're a codfish. Uh, I'm a codfish. Louder! I'm a codfish. Oh, you're free to go and never return. You're right, you girl. I always had him with me, iron hook. This is the end. I was a fool to cut you. And since you're a codfish, into the sea you go where you belong. Oh! The crocodile. No! Me! Me! Wait for me! They saw Captain Hook, he was still blurry, hotly pursued over the horizon by a very happy crocodile. Hook's ship now belongs to Peter Pan, and the very first command from Captain Pan is directed at Tinkerbell. Well, Tink, we're hoisting the anchor. I hereby order you to sprinkle this entire ship with pixie dust. We're flying down to London. Exactly what happened. Full sail to the wind. The ship sped down the Milky Way and over London Town. It left two boys and one girl safely in their home on Bloomsbury Street. Then their parents returned and went up the stairs to make sure their children were asleep. I'm 
changed your mind about Wendy. After all, George, she still is a child. Oh, sure, Mary. No, I never mean no thing. Well, in the morning, we'll tell her she may... George! George, Wendy's not in her bed. Huh? Quickly, dear, turn up the lamp. Wendy! What on earth are you doing at the window? Asleep, dear? At the window? Oh, Mother, we're back. Back? Yes, Father, from Never Never Land. Never Never Land? Oh, yes, but I am. Uh, am? Uh, ready to go up, Father. Oh, oh, well, my dear, oh, in good time. After all, perhaps we were a little hasty. Oh, but it was such a wonderful adventure. Why, we were even kidnapped in that. Mm-hmm. And I knew Peter Pan would save us, and he did. And we all called him for coffee. Huh? <laughs> oh, Captain Hook, I know. Oh. And then we sailed away on a ship in the sky. Mm. Mary, I'm going to bed. Oh, Mother. He really is wonderful, isn't he? Look out the window. See how well he sails the ship. Now, dear, there's nothing out there in the sky except... George! George, look! Now what? There, against the moon. You know, Mary, I have the strangest feeling that I've seen that ship before, a long time ago, when I was a little boy. Yes, Wendy, dear, he really is wonderful. There's no better kind of turned her home and her fortune over to 53 boys and girls of all ages who were orphaned by World War II. And Chief Frame devoted his off-duty hours to helping this tiny Japanese lady. He organized his friends into work teams, and because of their work, the home took on a bright new look. New panes of glass were installed, a new girl's dormitory was built, and twice a week, a Navy truck rolled up with leftover food, writing paper, worn-out clothing, and other contributions from the men. Chief Frame made it his private project toward better relationships between people of two different countries, and it's paid off in mutual goodwill. Such acts by you and your friends today are shaping our world of tomorrow. And now, Mr. Cummings with our stars. And here they are, Peter Pan and Wendy. <laughs> I mean, Bobby Driscoll and Catherine Beaumont. And don't forget John Carradine, who played Captain Hunt. Mr. Carradine played my father, Mr. Darling. Of course, children. Mr. Carradine is very versatile. So we cast him as both Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. John, tell Bobby and Kathy about your one-man show. Yes. It's called a Carousel of Famous Roles. I do scenes from Hamlet and Macbeth, Julius Caesar. Oh, we certainly want to see the show, Mr. Carradine. You know, I want to study Shakespeare, even if the best roles do go to the men. Oh, what an enchanting voice Tinkerbell has. 
Mr. Carradine, listen to that. It's the crocodile after you again. No, Kathy, that's just nearest watch. He's telling me it's time for us to leave. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And have a wonderful trip. Once again, the holiday season is here. And may it be a joyous Christmas for you. Knowing that at last our country is at peace, and may we continue to pray that the wonderful words spoken on the first Christmas day 2,000 years ago will prevail throughout the world, that they may truly be peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Tonight were Bill Thompson as Mr. Smee, Herb Butterfield as the narrator, Christopher Cook as John, Richard Beals as Michael, Mary Flynn as Mrs. Darling, Billy Bletcher as the Indian Chief, Michael Miller as Cubby, Stuffy Singer as Foxy, Earl Keane as Nana, and Shep Lincoln and Eddie Marr as the Pirates. Cummings. Our orchestra is under the direction of Rudy Schrager.